that. Thank you so much for watching and connecting. I am Giancarlo Villatoro, the founding pastor of Victory Church in Odessa, Texas. Today I have a surprise for you guys. This I present to you, my beautiful church members. The present is that you are going to be laughing at something so ridiculous that I made for you. I'm going to play for you a video that has to do with the topic of this message. Do you know that we are going to be talking this morning, because it's Valentine's Day, about the power of love? The power of love. So, this is my present for you. Listen, friends. I wear this ridiculous thing for you.
Well, 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 that was my present for you, dear church members. The power of love for you. <laughs> but anyways, now getting a little bit more serious. Well, that doesn't look serious, but let's go serious. <laughs> Please download the bulletin of today. Go to the website vchurch.us forward slash bulletins or... You can choose if you are watching on ATV, Big TV, put your phone, grab your camera, point towards the QR code, and then you will be able to download the bulletin of this morning. We want to thank you one more time for your support to our ministry. If you want to become one of the supporters of this church, we invite you to go to vchurch.us forward slash give. Or you can send... A text message, 432-268-0007. Thank you for your help, Tracy, singing today. The music was wonderful. And thank you, Sebastian, for your work with the IT broadcast. We appreciate that very much. The power of love. February 14, 2021, worship service number two. 29. And we are going to read the scripture in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Coming from 1 Corinthians chapter 13, we are going to read verses 1, 2, and 3. The first one, it says, If I could speak all languages of humans and of angels, but if I do not love others, I will nothing more than a noisy bell. Verse 2, I may have the gift of prophecy. I may understand all secrets and know everything there is to know. And I may have faith so great that I can move mountains. But even with all this, if I don't love others, I am nothing. Verse 3, I may give away everything I have to help others. And I may even give my body as an offering to be burned. But I gain nothing by doing all this if I don't love people. That's the main point, my friends, that we have to understand about the power of love. So basically, it doesn't matter how much knowledge, understanding, how well you control things, how many abilities you may have, how many people admire you, or how wonderful leadership skills you have. It doesn't matter how much influence you have into a family or community, etc. All of those things are nothing if you don't possess love. You know that? You can have the ability to see the future. Intelligence to achieve goals. The gift of faith. But all those things are nothing if you don't possess love. You can be giving money or material things, everyone. You can be a hero or a martyr. But anyways, that's nothing if you don't possess love. Love is the deal. Love is the most important thing that we can experience in life. But it's so hard to understand, right? For some reason, we, 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 we keep this idea in our minds. Well, if I am 
taking care of these things, if I pay the bills, if I do these wonderful things here and there, that's it. And you know, uh, unless you are a person with experience, someone a certain age that finally arrived to a point in his life to understand everything here means nothing. If I don't love people. And everything that I can have around me means nothing. If I don't have people that love me. Love is essential. Love is the key. It's the power of love. Are you aware of that, my friend? Mm -hmm. Because sometimes we, we can feel important about many things. But we are lacking the most important thing. The love in our hearts expressed to others. Sharing with others the love from God. It's not about stuff. Definitely it's not. On the other hand, sometimes people can feel that they have nothing material to offer. That they have no money or they don't have anything to share. But they have a lot of love in their hearts. But they hesitate to give that love to others. It's the same thing. It doesn't matter if you are poor or if you, or if you are rich. It doesn't matter if you are powerful or you are just a regular person out there. It doesn't matter. The key is how much love do you have. It doesn't matter the size of your family. Sometimes you are in a large group with your family or your, or your friends. But if you don't have that love in your heart for them, and you don't have their love for you, that means nothing. And on the other hand, you can be part just a, a small group of people. Even two people, if you like. Especially in these days, you know how things are. And you can, feed, you can be just yourself with one or two, three people that hang out once in a while. But it doesn't matter if you have that love in your heart for them, and you have their love in your heart. You're good. That's the key. The key in life is love. It's the power of love. You know, the, 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 the problem is that we don't understand love is somehow like a possession that you have to use, you have to enjoy, and you have to care. And I'm going to give you an example so you can understand better what I am saying. So imagine love was a vehicle. Okay? Imagine love is like a car. Or imagine love is like a nice jacket. Or imagine love is like a comfortable recliner or a nice couch. Do you understand? Imagine love is like a material thing. What's the point of having that if you're not going to use it? You understand? Love is something that you possess, if you possess it, but you have to use it. And the way to use it is by just showing it. You show that love. That's the way to use love. You have to show it. You have to express it. And the next thing you will do is you will start enjoying that possession. So you will be proud of it. So you will be proud of showing your vehicle to people, to your friends. 
You know, you don't, you don't need necessarily to take a picture of your possessions and put it there on social media and tell everybody about the stuff. If you do it, it's fine. Everyone is different. But what, what really matters is that you are proud of your possession. And there is nothing wrong with that, my friend. You got a new jacket or you have a new recliner, you have a new couch. Whatever is the new thing you got, well, you will use it, right? You will show it, and you will enjoy it. And when you enjoy it, you are going to be proud of it. Well, the same thing happens with love. Once you have love in your heart, you're going to use it, you're going to show it. You're going to enjoy it, and you will be proud of being a loving person. And there is nothing wrong with that. Imagine somebody that really loves you comes to your home and sees you in your recliner and you are just in your recliner so comfortable, right? You are just rocking back and forth and you have your, your drink. And this person says to you, do you like your recliner? Oh, I love my recliner. Are you enjoying it? I enjoy my recliner. I'm so proud of myself with this recliner. Okay, here's the deal. Love is the same thing. You have to use it, you show it, and you enjoy it, and you have to be proud of, of that. There is nothing wrong with that. Did you steal the recliner? No. You received it. It's a gift from God. Well, I paid for it. Yeah, but you pay because the Lord provided the, the, the means so you can purchase that recliner. And you are proud of that recliner. Well, the same thing is with love. You have to be proud of that. You have to be proud of being a loving person. There is nothing wrong with that. Imagine somebody comes to your house, sees you in your recliner, and then you're going to grab a huge blanket. Think of this ridiculous idea. You grab a big, big, big blanket, and you cover the recliner because you are so humble. You don't want to... Tell the person that came to your house that you have a nice recliner. That's ridiculous. But the same thing happens with love. Love is something that you use, you show it, you enjoy it, and you are proud of it. You have to be proud of that you are a loving person. And of course, the next thing that you do is you're going to share it. Absolutely. You will share your car sometimes. You, I'm not saying that you necessarily are going just to pass it to somebody right away, but you're going to share it. Eventually, it's needed for some transportation. Eventually, somebody's going to come to your house, and you are going to say, sit on my recliner. I'm going to sit on this other chair. There is nothing wrong with that. Right. And, and actually, when you are sharing it, you know what you are showing? You are showing that you are grateful. Yeah. With, with love, is the same thing, my friend. With love is the same thing. You show it, you are proud of it, you, you are proud that you're a loving person, and you are going to share that love with everybody. And you are going to be grateful about it. And eventually, you know what is what happens? What happens is that once you die, you are going to pass that recliner, that car, that jacket to somebody. Will you? Of course you will. <laughs> Of course you will. You know, I have, a, I have a friend. Doesn't live in Texas. I want to tell you that, so don't, don't get wrong ideas. This friend of mine, he has uh, different properties. 
and uh, he doesn't have spouse, he doesn't have children, and uh, he doesn't have close relatives. <laughs> and uh, so years ago, years ago, probably like maybe 10 years ago, one day we were hanging out in one of the properties and he said to me that uh, he decided to leave all his assets to the city because he doesn't have relatives. He doesn't have anybody. And he said to me, I, I think the city will do something good with my properties and my vehicles. And they, they will do something, something good for the, for the good of the, peop of the people. Anyways, I'll be, I'll be gone. I really don't care what they're going to do. You know, it is important to realize that eventually we will be gone. So whether it's the material stuff or the sentimental stuff, especially love, you have to realize that is part of your inheritance. Do you understand that? Eventually, your descendants or anybody that you love is going to be the beneficiary, somebody that will receive the benefit of that love. You are going to pass it on. You should be able to do it. Now, according with the scripture in 1 Corinthians, we find wonderful definitions about what really is love. And, and when, when you read, you will find several words that are interesting. And I'm going to share with you some of those right now. So one of those words, it says that you love people when you are kind. So I would like you to Reflect quickly on these four words that you see on the screen. And you tell me, generally speaking, <laughs> would you say that you are kind? <laughs> generally speaking, are you, are you kind? Or generally speaking, you are mean? Generally speaking, you are cold? Generally speaking, you are bitter. I'm just asking questions here, okay? So, generally speaking, are you kind? So, the next word. Generally speaking, are you humble or are you prideful? Are you considerate when it's about Anything and everything in your home or in the workplace, in the traffic, in the store, or anywhere else, are you considerate? Are you nice? Because people say, well, he's a very loving person. How do we know he's loving? Well, here's what the Bible says about being loving. Somebody that is loving is kind, is humble, meaning is willing to serve others, right? It's considerate, meaning is willing to share what he or she has with others. It's considerate to the situation of other people. It's nice. Would you say that those four words apply to your general behavior? The way that you carry yourself? You are? Interesting, right? Listen to the rest of uh, the definitions here in 1 Corinthians 13. You, look, you love people 
when you think of others. And everything you do, everywhere you are, do you think of others? What do you think? Are you the kind of person that you really think of the rest? When it's about food or drinks, parking spots, seats, chairs. Think about it. Do you really think of others? When you are in the middle of a conversation, do, do, you, ha do you like to keep full control of the conversations? It's, it's all about you or, or you think of others, what the others are saying, how the other people around you feel about that particular situation. Do you think of others? Whenever you meet somebody and you ask, how are you doing? And the person says, well, I feel a little bit sad. Do you carry the conversation about it? Do you think of the feelings of the other person? Do you think of others? Also declares here, 1 Corinthians 13, that you love people when you are not easily offended. And there are individuals, my friend, that they get upset for anything and everything so quickly. Everything represents a problem for them. They, God forbid you said the wrong word here and there. Man, it's like, it is so difficult to deal with certain individuals sometimes because they get upset, upset and offended for anything. For everything. You move a plate. You park in their spot. You move a chair. You, you didn't put the jacket where the jacket should be. Many things. But some people get offended so quickly for things that are really not that important. Everything is important, especially in your home, in your work, workplace, in your vehicle. You know, what you do, what is under your administration is important. You have certain orders for, for everything. But do you get upset quickly? That's the point, okay? Are you easily offended? Or you just work with the person and says, no, 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 no. Uh, can you please move your car? That, that's my spot. Or that's the spot for somebody else. Can you please park here and there? You know, for those who are so conscientious about the use of masks in the stores, are you the kind of person that you work in a place and you know that you have to enforce policies or regulations in your workplace about the use of masks. Do you get easily offended because somebody came without the mask and you ask in a nice way to that person to put the mask? Or you are going to come quickly with a big hammer to impose the law and regulations? You are upset already because somebody had the audacity of walking without a mask? Are you easily offended because somebody didn't pray when you were about to eat in your home? I'm giving you examples of how people can get so easily offended. And you know what? That is not love. Because love had to do a lot with 
patience and tolerance, my friend. You have to work with people and be patient with them because everyone comes from a different background. That's why the description in 1 Corinthians 13 about love says that we need to learn to forgive and forget wrongdoings. Are you able to forgive? Are you able to forget the wrongdoings? Or you keep track? You have a list. You know, I forgive you. I, f I forgive you, okay? But I will never forget what you have done, okay? Because I have this list of things, you know. This was done, this was done in July 12, 1993. I remember that. I remember this. You know, I remember for, for Mother's Day in 20, 20, 2006, you didn't do this or that, etc. I remember for Christmas. I remember for my birthday. I remember, I remember, I remember. It's a long list. Are you that kind of person that remembers all those things? Or you forgive and forget the wrongdoings? Because the person that has that love from God is able to do that. And of course, if you are a person that loves, according with 1 Corinthians 13, you should be able to stand against evil actions. You say, no, I cannot tolerate that kind of stuff. That is wrong. And you should be able to stand against it and say, it. this is wrong. You see? That's part of what the description of 1 Corinthians 13 includes. Talks about living in the truth. Always tell the truth. Why is it that some people constantly lie? The Lord Jesus said that those are sons and daughters of Satan. Because he is the father of lies. So the person that is really into the love of God learns to speak and live in the truth. You know, someone who loves with the love of God do not give up on people. And I understand how frustrating is that. When you are giving to somebody one chance and another opportunity and another and another and they fail and fail and fail and fail. Well, have you not failed in your life to God? Or you have a, an impeccable record of excellence and never failure. No failures in your life. You know, that's not true. We all failed. The good Lord doesn't give up on us. Well, the person who, who loves be able to do the same. Do not give up on people. But I'm tired of them. They always fail. They always lie. They promise and they don't fulfill their promises. I understand. You have to come up with a good plan. But you don't give up on people. Neither you will stop trusting in people. You cannot trust in everybody because you know it's impossible. But you should be able to trust to a certain degree in many people because there are good people in this world still. You know what? The person that loves with the love of the Lord 
never lose hope for the future. It's always hopeful for the future and never quits his dreams. One characteristic of somebody that is filled with the love of the Lord is that that person never quits his dreams. Keeps thinking something good is going to happen. The love of God. Now, my friend, do you know that your heart is the tank that is the source of your behavior? Your heart is the source of your behavior. It's like a cup. Now, when you live experiences that have to do with hate, abuse, disappointment, people being indifferent to you, or people that reject all those things, they are coming inside of your tank. Hate is a horrible thing. You know that very well. People are so hateful everywhere. And sometimes we don't understand the reasons why. Sometimes you are in your workplace and, and suddenly you hear some people saying things about you or, or about others. They are so hateful. And you're like, what's wrong with this person? It's the reality of life. Well, whether it's hate or abuse, how much abuse do we see today in the world? Abuse in, in all areas. But let's, let's focus for a moment on what happens in, in our homes. There is so much abuse, especially towards children and defendless people. About the disappointment. Promises that are not being fulfilled. And when you have the hate from people, the abuse from people, and you feel disappointed, all that is just getting into your tank. You see that? And what about the indifference? It's like you don't exist in that place. Nobody pays attention to you, whether it's in the workplace or in your home. Or the rejection itself. All that is being just grown, growing within you. And of course... When you have that, what is what happens? Well, what happens is suddenly you are bitter. That is the reason where, why so many people are bitter. It's because their tank was filled with all those bad things. Hateful people, people that are also bitter, they are just putting all this bitterness inside of others. That's the problem. Is that your case? My friend? Is that your case? I would like to be honest with yourself. Are you bitter? Or are you a sweet person, loving person? I want you to think about it. Are you enjoying your days? Are you enjoying your life? Or are you bitter? Because if you are bitter, today that we are talking about the power of love, 
this is a good opportunity to do something about it. And if you're wondering, well, what is what I can do about it? I'll, I'll show you what we can do about it. What we need to do is to wash the tank. And how do we wash it? Well, with water, which is the Word of God. The Word of God is the one thing that will help you to change that within yourself. Any bitterness inside of you can be removed by the Word of God. All this resentment, all these frustrations can be taken away when you water your tank with the Word of God. The more that you hear the Word of God, the more that you reflect on God's Word, will change your life, my friend. Every day. Every day. And of course, you have to clean it with good soap. <laughs> yeah, good soap is what you need. Now, you're wondering, what is the soap? Well, here's the soap. The soap is things. It's godly advice. Meaning you have to talk with somebody about your problems, why you are so bitter, and receive the godly advice to keep you accountable with this person. You talk with this person, that person gave you godly advice, and you come back to this person to continue being accountable. Because the whole point is that you will experience forgiveness, not just receiving forgiveness, but imparting forgiveness. Receiving forgiveness is great, but it's fantastic when you finally apply that forgiveness to others. You are able to forgive other people. And after that, you are going to fill your cup with the love of God. The only place where your heart is going to be absolutely at peace is in the presence of God. You know it. You know, eventually you are going to move to the next part of eternity. And I hope you are coming with me <laughs> to heaven. So we, when we are getting close to that point, and I promise you, you will understand that at some point in your life. When you are getting close to that point, getting to go to heaven, you will realize that all the stuff that you have fought all your life is just absolutely pointless. Is love the key. He is love. Eventually you will just love the idea of being closer and closer with God so you will receive more and more of His love. And then you will be able to, to express that love in many ways that I explained earlier. So then your cup is going to be filled with the love of God. Because once we go to heaven, that, that is the key, my friend. That we will be filled with his presence, surrounded by his presence, and just be, being loved by God. But I want you to understand that the love of God is very different from the love that you can find in the world. Because many people are confused, thinking that the love of God is the love between one man and a woman. When it's all about sex. Because the love of God is not lost. 
It is not. It's not either idolatry. Those two things, they may confuse some people, you know? And you see those couples. They are so loving, probably, or interested in hanging out. Is that true love? Or is it just lust? All that they want is to have sex, and, and that's the whole point of the relationship. Or there is love, the love of God dwelling in their hearts that moves them to live for God, to serve God, and to help others to find God in their lives. You see, it's a big difference. And on the other hand, you have this other mistake, which is idolatry. Which is when someone loves somebody or something more than the Lord. That's idolatry. And that can happen in all contexts, you know? It could be in your profession, it could be in your family. When you love somebody or something more than God, that's idolatry. It happens sometimes to parents with children, to grandparents with grandkids. It happens sometimes, I mentioned earlier, among couples and children, parents. They love them so much that they put them, their mom or their dad above the Lord. That's idolatry. And of course, the rest of the material things like career, business, and stuff, money. No, that's wrong. L the love of God is very different. And I told you, you need to use water, the word of God. You need to use soap which is the godly advice, accountability, and forgiveness, and you need to be filled with the love of God. Next Sunday, on February 21st, our worship service 2.30, I will be sharing with you a wonderful message. The topic is, You Are a Hero. On that Sunday, I will explain to you why you a hero. Now, for today, we're talking about the power of love. I have here an illustration about the power of love with this sailing boat. And I want you to see the nuts there that are holding that sail. Simple, effect effective, efficient nuts. Beautiful, right? Okay. Let me tell you something. Sometimes the nuts are in a different way. It's when somebody is being put in a slavery. Being a slave is not to love. That's not necessarily love. You know what is that? It's manipulation. Manipulation, my friend. I want you to be aware of that. Because although love is so is, is love is a like a formula, okay, with so many variables that we described earlier, being kind and humble and etc. All those things that we described that is in 
1 Corinthians 13 makes you a very beautiful person. Sometimes there is somebody that will try to manipulate you and put you in slavery. And that's not right. Because although you are here to love God and to love others, you also need to love yourself. And that's why you have to just open your eyes to certain destructive relationships and people that will say to you, well, if you love me, you're going to do this. Well, if you are a Christian, you will do this. Well, if you love God, you should do this. And they put, or they try to put this person in, in slavery. And we have to be so aware of that, that we are not going to be manipulated by anybody, neither we are not going to manipulate anybody either. Because both things are wrong. And that is not the love of God. The power of love actually is the power to set us free. So are you free, my friend? Are you free today? You know what John chapter 8 verse 36 says? If the Son of God makes you free, you are really free. And it comes by the miracle of salvation and redemption in our souls. Romans chapter 10 verse 9 says, If you openly say, Jesus is my Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from death, you will be saved. It's the miracle of salvation. I encourage you to be free in Jesus. I encourage you to be in the word of God every day. To be transformed. To become that loving person. According with 1 Corinthians 13. That the power of love will live in you. That you will express that love. Because you possess that love. You will be able to love everybody else. I encourage you to do that. And the first step is to become a child of God. If you die today, will you go to heaven? Are you certain about it? If you have doubts about it, I will encourage you today to give your life to the good Lord. And the way to do it is by faith in the name of Jesus. And there is a prayer on the screen that I would like you to read with me. Dear God, today I want to confess that I have been bitter. I admit it. I have so much resentment against others, including myself. Please forgive me. Please, Lord, guide me back to the right path. You are the one that I want to adore. You are my God. I open my heart to you, Lord. I confess my sins before you. I want to obey you and trust you and serve you forever, my Lord. Starting today, I want to see life and people exactly as you do. Please help me, Lord, to become the person you want me to be. My friends, it's here on this beautiful cross where we receive the forgiveness of our sins. What if you say with me, I am forgiven by Jesus. My Lord can do everything. His word is true and active in me. My life is going to be great and blessed in 2021. My friends, thank you so much for coming to church today. 
and you are blessed. Receive the blessing in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you so much for being here, and we'll see you next week. Anytime my heart turns from darkness to light, anytime temptation comes and someone stands to fight, anytime somebody lives to serve and not be served, I know, I know, I know, I know. Thank you for watching Victory Church. Please feel free to contact us. Our email address is info at vchurch.us and our phone number is 432-614-9798.